Your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Will Jackie Aces return tonight for VGK with the division and the conference titles on the line? Hi again, everyone. Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick from Las Vegas. Thanks for making us your first lesson each and every day. You could find us on Twitter, of course, at Tony Dasco, at TD Chris G, at Lockdown VGK, Lockdown Golden Knights on YouTube. Please subscribe. So, Chris, it's game number 82, all the marbles, and this one has a lot on the line. The Golden Knights needing just one point coming into the game. VGK with the win, play into overtime, what have you. They will win the Western Conference. They will own the division tonight when they skate in Seattle. And yesterday, uh, Jack Eichel appeared on the Pat McAfee show. We don't know where he got this nickname from, but I think it's going to stick. Jackie Aces. Uh, He refers to Eichel as Jackie Aces. And at the end of the McAfee show, we heard Pat McAfee say that he would donate $100,000 to Eichel's favorite charity for a hat trick to finish out the season. And Eichel's response, I think he kind of gave us a little tip. He tipped us off, if you will. Um, his response, I'm going to be shooting at everything tomorrow night, which is tonight. And uh, that will be a big boost if he returns to the lineup. So Eichel and Shea Theodore uh, possibly in the lineup tonight. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of positivity about the game, and it was interesting watching Jack Eichel. You you, you got to figure someone like Pat McAfee would certainly uh, get him to come out of his shell a little bit. And it took a minute, but it didn't take too long for for Jack to be kind of relaxed. And you know, it, it's good. I mean, it's good to see a different side of him, that relaxed side, the side that we as media don't necessarily get to see from him. So it was a good time. I just don't understand why these guys got to swear every other word, like him and the spitting chicklets guys, like every other word is an F bomb. And it's like, they do it because there's a microphone on and it, I guess it gets a reaction. I don't know. I mean, I, I talk like that to my friends, full disclosure, and I got a terrible mouth, but when we're here, like it's not, this isn't the place for it. I don't know, but it, it was fun. And I think, um, if I listen to uh, what McAfee said, I think he gave him the 100K bounty for any hat trick, uh-huh. including the playoffs and stuff. Including so, I mean, the playoffs. So the, you know, it doesn't have to be tonight necessarily, but if he wants to get it tonight and get it off the board, that'd be really cool. Yeah, but we know that Eichel has missed the last couple of games. And then uh, after the McAfee show, he appeared on the ice. So he was skating and practicing. And then they said he would be on the trip. And of course, in a big game like tonight's, I think he will be playing. He'll be starting tonight in that lineup, and that'll be a big boost for VGK. Yeah, I mean, he needs to be out there for two reasons. One, um, he's been injured and such, and it'll be good to have him to get a game under his belt before the playoffs come. Not that he was out at nearly as long as his last injury stint when he missed like 10 or 12 games or something like that, but the concern wasn't the time that he missed. It was the time afterwards when he was in the lineup barely – contributing i'm not knocking him simply saying his injury lingered and it took him a little while to get back up to game speed so hopefully tonight he gets you know he gets some good looks and he has a good game tonight but hopefully getting on the ice tonight helps him hit the ground running come playoff time because that's obviously when it's going to matter a little bit more than tonight 
So it's nice of Eichel to tip everyone off uh, for the fact that he's going to be playing in the game tonight. Uh, this was also supposed to be a surprise, but uh, VGK's communications department tweeted out that he would be on the McAfee show in advance to that. So there's supposed to be a surprise on his show, and I'm glad that they did tweet it out because then I had an opportunity to watch the entire interview. So that was cool. Um, Eichel saying that he wants to spend the rest of his career here. Seems as though he's adapted very well to the Las Vegas area. He talked about guilty games. That was pretty Yeah, funny. that was interesting. So Pac-Man Jones asked about the Vegas flu. Is that a real thing? And then <laughs> Eichel just goes into, yeah, you know, a lot of these teams, they come here, they spend some time, they're here for a few days too many. When they show up on the ice, they play with a guilty demeanor, if you will. They're trying extra hard to hide the fact that they're hungover, basically, on the ice. And probably smelling awful with beers seeping out of the pores. It's got to be, you got to be able to tell if someone's still boozed up here in Vegas. There's there's a few stories from the first couple of seasons that if you dig, you can unearth. Um, back when uh, Torts was coaching the Columbus Blue Jackets, he actually told the guys, you know, you don't need to drink carrot juice and stuff for every meal. Go out in Vegas and let's have some fun. You know, let's blow off some steam. And obviously, the Blue Jackets probably weren't having the greatest of seasons then. So, you know, it's good to come here and let loose and unwind where other teams have stayed far away from the strip as far as Red Rock before and not gone anywhere near the strip and everything in between. And, you know, there's stories about, you know, teams and the clubs and stuff like that. I heard something about the Florida Panthers when I think it was season one. They just had that couple of days, like Jack Eichel alluded to, and, you know, run up a five-figure tab. I think at, what what's the Hoska? Hoska? Hoska there you go. Whatever. I'm not a club guy. I'm sorry. I'm not a club guy. Um, you know, right across the street from uh, T-Mobile over there. So they were probably staying at Aria or staying at uh, New York. Well, not, not probably Aria or even Park MGM is a lot nicer than it used to be. So, you know, a short little walk, boys, go have some fun. And, uh, you know, it's um, the scene from Slapshot. If anyone checks me into the boards, I'm going to piss my pants. There you go. That's uh, you wonder if that if there's a real life version of that. Not that we need to see it, but wouldn't surprise me if there was something similar. I thought that the Vegas flu was something from the past. I didn't think that this was still happening here, and there was more of a professional look by these teams. But I Vegas guess is Vegas, so and that's never going to change. And <laughs> humans are humans, and, <laughs> and 20-something, young 20-somethings with a seven-figure paycheck, that it's, it's a recipe for disaster. Call it what it is. And, you know, knock on wood, in, in a serious note, you haven't heard anything terribly outlandish from the hockey players. And I'll make sure I put this the right way. We've heard, seen some more notable rape stories with the Raiders. Um, not so good stories, obviously. Knock on wood, we haven't seen a lot of that from the VGK or the visiting teams when they do come here. You know, player coming here, getting arrested, doing something stupid and stuff like that. So knock on wood, the NHL it's working in Vegas from that regard. I'm sure that was something that a lot of people were nervous about. Sure. People are going to the clubs and spending money and, you know, doing some things they probably shouldn't be doing, but they're keeping it in a semi-legal environment without um, going out and, you know, racking up DUIs and stuff like that. And don't forget about Ovi's good run at SDK. Of course, that was legendary. Ovechkin. I was watching him carry the cup right across the MGM lobby. Like, yeah, I'm in Vegas. I'm in your house. I'm going to go party in your club. I won the I won the cup in your house. It's, it's I, I loved it. I mean, it was, if it was anyone besides Ovi. I don't think I would have enjoyed watching the celebration and all that. But you got to just appreciate Ovi. And the fact that it, we got to see 
the fact that I personally got to witness the Stanley Cup walk off T-Mobile ice in my first year as being a VGK fan is pretty, it's pretty special. Okay, some other news from the VGK skate yesterday. Logan Thompson, um, mm. according to Bruce Cassidy, he suffered a setback with his injury, didn't respond as well as Aiden Hill. And so he's been left behind here in Vegas. Groin. I mean, it's groin, hammy, something like that. It definitely has to be something along those lines. And, you know, if you, I mean, we're, we're far from doctors. We don't even pretend to be one on TV, but it doesn't take a, a a specialist to know that those injuries can take days, they can take weeks, or they can take months. And a goaltender who, you know, spends a lot of the game simply standing still, and then there's those moments when they get those shots and they go down fast, they get up fast, and then, you know, it's um, kind of the same thing as baseball, right? You know, baseball players, there's moments where, you know, they're not doing a whole lot, and then, boom, they go full speed. Goalies, that can happen where the puck comes in the zone. They're ready, they're alert, they're watching. But, you know, if there's not a shot attempt or if it's a high shot, you know, they don't got to move a whole lot. And then the first time you go down and go into a full stretch, you just never know how your body's going to react. And, you know, now you compound that with one injury, at least with it, which is what kept about for a long time going back to post all-star break and then re-aggravating it. And then now he's not responding as well. So I mean, this could be injury on top of injury on top of injury. And he might need something more serious to fix this, but they're hoping maybe they can, he can, weather the storm sort of speaks through the playoffs, which I don't think it's going to happen, which is terribly unfortunate. This team definitely needs a healthy Logan Thompson. Not that we don't trust Brossois and what he's doing, but it'd be nice to have that option. And again, Aiden Hill, I think is going to become an option. And Jonathan Quick is there. I mean, I'm assuming Quick is probably still backing up tonight the way it's been going, but I would be surprised if Hill did put the pads on as the backup. We, we don't know. But it would be nice to have at least one more healthy goalie coming into the playoffs. I guess that's the long story longer, what I'm trying to say. And Jack Eichel also spoke about Mark Stone, who was back on the ice yesterday, took that one day off. So I guess he's responded. McAfee well. was trying to dig around a little bit there. I liked it. And I liked it. I know he was trying to get us some good. Like he's not a hockey game. guy. You could tell, but he's an interview no. guy and he knows what buttons to press. And, you know, he said, well so, so Mark Stone's coming back soon. Right. And he's like tapping the <laughs> stick and stuff like that. And you, Jack Eichel, you could tell, you know, in the short term, hopefully he'll be back. You, there's, Jack's or excuse me, Mark is coming back soon. Stone is coming back soon. I don't whether it's game one or game two, we could split hairs about that. But my original line was uh, series two, game one, two point one. No, it's going to be sooner than that. He will be, he will play half or greater of the first series. Mark Stone. There you go. There's a new line. There's okay. a new line. And uh, again, Eichel said that uh, Stone coming back means so much for this team, both on and off the ice. And so hopefully that happens pretty on soon. The bench, that intensity. How many yeah. times Cassie talked about that in the pressers? They were missing that a ton. Uh, coming up next, we'll talk about the rematch between VGK and the Kraken. We talked more about tonight's game when we return with a lot at stake right after this on Locked On Golden Knights. Looking for a delicious snack, but you don't want all of the sugar and calories? Well, then you got to be going for the best tasting protein bar ever that's built. You got to try this. It's built. And if you are like me and Chris, you want to make healthier snack choices, but you don't want to compromise your taste. So I've just got the right thing for you. It's built, built bars and built puffs. Built bars are healthy, they're definitely amazing. They taste so good. And we think that they're good for you. You got to try this. What makes Built Bars so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real dark chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. It tastes so good. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, 
peanut butter brownie and cookies and cream. And we're not sure how Built does it, but they seem to do it consistently while they maintain all the amazing macros. And what's even better is that they are healthy, only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait to get that box of Built Bars, right? For years, we've been talking about ordering Built Bars at Built.com, but now you can get them at your local Walmart and also at your local Sam's Club. And you can still go to Built.com. That's right. Just head to your nearest Walmart today. You could walk over to the pharmacy. You could pick up and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, of double chocolate bars, or coconut puffs. They are so, so good. And if you are at Sam's Club, close to Sam's Club in your area, run and grab a 13-bar box with the hit flavors brownie batter puff and churro puff, and you could thank us later. Or you can always go to Built.com. Welcome back to Lockdown Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick from Las Vegas. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. Please go to the YouTube channel and subscribe. I'm in the Sunfield again. Uh, so one of the differences between Tuesday's game and tonight's matchup in Seattle, uh, I think the Kraken will get, oh, this is so corny. They're going to get their sea legs back. They're going to have some legs tonight in this game. Let's face it. They were just exhausted. I think a lot of things will be different. I think they're going to be playing a lot better, more physical. They quit checking from the second period on. Philip Grubauer should be back in net tonight. What other differences do you see coming into tonight's game? Well, I mean, the meaning of the game is the difference for both teams. Vegas, one point, and they clinched the West. Of course, the Pacific comes with that. No points means we need Edmonton to go to overtime or better, I guess, in our in our world. Basically, one point or less from happen. Edmonton, and not then we'll happen. keep. No, no. I mean, they're playing what? Edmonton has the Sharks tonight. The Sharks have a chance to help the Golden Knights by losing and strengthen their no. chase for Bedard. No. Yeah. By losing. Yeah. San Jose is tank city. They just played last night against Calgary. Right. Uh, this game starts actually at six o'clock and the Edmonton Sharks game and then VGK at seven thirty. Yeah. So it's I mean later game for we're VGK. gonna have an idea of what's happening. Um right. on the other side, the Ducks are taking on the Kings tonight. That game is noteworthy because if Seattle gets two points tonight's and let me check the tiebreaker before I say this. Yes, yeah, so if Seattle gets two points tonight's and the Kings don't get any points tonight, then Seattle would go above the Los Angeles Kings and take the third spots in the Pacific. Now, the third spot in the Pacific is a matchup against either the Vegas Golden Knights or, in my opinion, much, much worse for anybody, the Edmonton Oilers. If I'm Seattle, I'm cool. I'm cool. I will happily take on the winner of the Central, most likely at this point going to be um, Colorado. I mean, Colorado's got two more games. Dallas has won. 
Minnesota cannot get there. They only got one more game. So I would much rather take on Dallas or the defending Stanley Cup champion, as crazy as that sounds, the Colorado Avalanche, if I'm the Seattle Kraken, and then let some of the Pacific cannibalize itself because the Pacific is the only division in hockey with four 100-point teams. All of a sudden, the Pacific has quietly uh, risen from the depths, so to speak, and becoming a very tough division. Is Seattle going to go out there and blow the game? Let's not get that far ahead of ourselves. But, you know, might they come out with uh, not as much of a checking game, you know, kind of like they did on Tuesday night? Might they just kind of go through the motions? Maybe. It could definitely happen. So, you know, should we get a more energized Seattle team? Yes. Should they be, you know, better rested? Yes. Is there is this a big game as far as simply moving up in the standings, ignoring who you might be playing? Absolutely. It's a big, big game. Seattle's got home ice. Um, the line is 40 cents different right now. Local houses have uh, Vegas minus 125, whereas they That's were minus. It? Yeah. My, whereas they were minus 165 uh, a couple nights ago, getting Seattle on the back to back on the road, just a tough spot. And, you know, the, the, the line is tough to read on this because we're getting Jack Eichel back for sure. Shea Theodore, I think, is still a question mark. I think Theodore was still a non-contact jersey yesterday, if I'm not mistaken. That doesn't mean he's not going to play today. That definitely does not mean that. He might have just been one more day, take it easy, and no one do anything stupid with him in the boards. Um, if Shea Theodore and Jack Eichel are both back tonight, I think this line probably should be about 20 cents higher, 145. Not necessarily like it was in Vegas, because you have to give him some somewhat of a boost kind of like the nfl you get three points for being at home in the nfl right so you get you get 20 cents for being at home in the nhl i guess <laughs> well that's surprising uh, that's a different line than i thought. i just I thought checked it this morning yeah i literally just checked it while we were 35 140 ish and then of course we'll see some action and line movement after the edmonton game uh or two-thirds through that game right before vgk starts tonight larry broswa he will not give up the net his record is 6-0-3. He's not lost in regulation for the VGK. I've got a little theory, though, in the postseason about Larry oh. Broswap. Oh, no, boy. remember over the summer, I was just blasting him because he got beat so much top shelf, so much, so much last year. And I think Pete DeBoer shut him down before, you know, I think he could have lasted a little bit longer, to be quite honest with you. And I think DeBoer had just had enough of him, to be honest, okay, from my observation. Here's my theory, though, about Larry Brossois in the playoffs. In a series, in a series, he will be exploited. We we have a small sample size with Brossois, right, currently? And I think in the playoffs, I'm really concerned if he is that go-to guy each and every night, every game of this series consistently. I think the teams will find a lot of weaknesses within his game. And I think as it goes on, I think they're going to – I don't know. I'm just concerned about the fact that he's going to be the go-to guy. There so I think this is where you look at the coaching staff of the other team. Pete DeBoer is a very experienced coach, but I don't remember Pete DeBoer as a VGK coach being able to, like, okay, Bill Belichick, he finds the strength of the other team. He takes it away and says, beat us with your other guys. So if they're going against Pat Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, they try – it's hard, but they try and eliminate Pat Mahomes from having a big game and leave it, leave it to the running game, basically, to, to get it going. Pete DeBoer was not really that type of coach for the Vegas Golden Knights where I felt like he could find the biggest weakness of the other team and exploit it. And, you know, maybe Jared Bettner could be that coach for the Avalanche. Um, 
I don't think the Seattle coach is that type of person. I definitely don't see the Jets having that type of a coaching staff. Minnesota Wild even. So, you know, you think of the elite coaches right now, Montgomery in Boston, uh, Cooper, of course, uh, down in Tampa. Tampa. Cassidy has, you know, had an elite level season as, as um, you know, a few other teams have. But you, I don't really look at teams being able to necessarily exploit that. Yes, it's a seven-game series, and I go back to watching the VGK play Marc-Andre Fleury in the Minnesota Wild a couple weeks ago. They were going everything high glove. They were firing at that glove, whether it was from the blue line, whether it was from the slot, whether it was from the circle, they were shooting high glove. And obviously uh, that's our, you know, our knock, you know, you're you're the one that pointed that one out, so that's more your knock on Grossois, but it is something noteworthy as well. Can someone else exploit that in a seven-game series? I think we wait to see who the matchup's going to be, and we maybe dig into the coaching staff a little bit and see if they've had some type of history of stuff like that. So who knows? I mean, the farther they get in the playoffs, sure, anything is exploitable, not just high glove. It could be the system. It could be a lot of things. I mean, the way you beat the Vegas Golden Knights is by muddying up neutral zone. That's the, the you know, and then you have to wonder if they're willing to go and get dirty. That's been a knock on this team. You know, let's see what Seattle does tonight. Let's see if they try and test that. We, we usually have plenty of room to skate or skate with Seattle, so I don't yeah, think that's yeah. going to happen. Mm-hmm. We'll just kind of uh, wait and see. But this, this could be a good test, right? Because Vegas could still face Seattle in the first round. Let's see what adjustments, if any, keyword, if any, are made from Tuesday to Thursday. VGK had plenty of room to skate. They had odd man rushes. They had high danger chances galore. What can Seattle do to change that? And... I don't know. I honestly don't know if they're going to even try. I don't know if they want to try to be completely transparent. If I'm Seattle, I'm cool. I don't want to win this game tonight. I don't want to win this game tonight. So much intrigue there. Uh, VGK got off to that fast start. They skated very fast in the last game against Seattle a couple nights. Audio, baby. They need to continue the forecheck, continue to do that well. And they cannot afford to have poor puck management, as we saw in the only goal. The only goal was uh, the Riley Smith one off the turnover. Yeah, and you don't say you don't say the only goal was the Riley Smith turnover too often. That might be the first time we've ever said that on this show in, in a right. year. Very, very true. Very true. And the line two again. Um, hopefully, they could play the same way they played the other night. That's a lot of ex- expectations. Little Chris in the house, and uh, hey, what up, little Chris? What up, little Tony Chris? Says, what up? And tell him that we saw his uh, him go viral the other day. It was awesome. Tony says we saw your tweet go viral the other day with you and Allie yelling, go Knights, go. Thousands of people. My sister's getting a louder voice, and it's stressful. <laughs> sister's <laughs> getting a louder voice, and it's stressful, he said. It is stressful. <laughs> Get used to that, bro. Get used VGK. to that, bro. <laughs> VGK 7-1 against the Kraken, right, uh, historically, so. We'll see how that one shakes out tonight. Uh, Coming up next, we'll have our locks of the night and our predictions for tonight's game. Don't go away. Back with more after this on Locked On Golden Knights. Buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful. Of course, his younger sister, stressful. She needs that inside (laughs) voice. Buying tickets should not be as stressful. So game time is uh, the way to go. It's easy to buy tickets for all sports, for music, for comedy, although you get comedy for free here, and for theater near you. They've got killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee. 
and you could stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hype for the game or the event that you want to see. So browse through game time through the app and talk about upcoming events in your area. Of course, uh, we can talk about concerts and playoff games coming up and some of the things that we like about the game time app experience. They've got flash deals on last minute ticket sales, easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. And of course, you get the images of your seats, which is so important. So you know where you're going to be seating inside the arena or venue. So game time is a place to go for the last minute ticket deals. Forget about planning a month or months in advance. No one does that here in Vegas. Game time has the deals or tickets right up into the day of the event. It's the fastest growing ticketed app in the country for a reason, because it's really good. It's solid and tickets are sent directly to you, to your phone. So you never have to dig through your emails. So snag your tickets today without the stress with Game Time. Again, download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code LOCKDOWNNHL for $20 off of your first purchase. Again, terms apply. Create an account, redeem the code with LOCKDOWNNHL for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Welcome back from Las Vegas, Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick. We come to you each and every day, your team every day, of course. And uh, Tony Cardasco, Chris Golick, little Chris Golick here as well. And so it's that time. It's time for our predictions and our locks of the night. Chris is going first. Go ahead, Chris. Okay, Chris. Who, before you say the score, what two Golden Knights do you think are going to have good games tonight? Maybe score some goals. Give me two. Is Eichel playing? Eichel is most likely playing. So give me Eichel and give me two more just in case. Michael, is Theodore playing? Theodore is a maybe as well. We'll see. So don't, don't do Theodore. Okay. Theodore, March or so. March. Howden. Howden? Howden. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's, that's why that, there you go. That's why, that's like my why? audio pick right there. <laughs> why right, Chris, What's the score tonight? I have two score predictions. <laughs> you have two score predictions? Yeah. And okay. one. And one, three, the crack it what you got, buddy? Go ahead. Is whoever Edmonton's playing, they're gonna lose five to. Whoever Edmonton's playing, they're gonna lose five to two. He just said. So Edmonton's gonna win five to two. I think I just heard. Okay. And we're gonna lose five two. What? Yeah, I like this guy. He just yeah, said yeah. we're gonna lose five two. Oh yeah. my god. <laughs> what? Oh my goodness. Go crack and go. Wow. Go I need. You need. I need to get you a DNA test. You might be Tony's kid. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Eichel and Petrangelo, even though he picked Eichel. Eichel. They're the only team I have faith in them. Oh my God, Eichel oh, and Petrangelo. Oh, good lord! And what, and what, go, what was your I'm score, Tony? Four to three, Kraken. I think they'll have a much better showing. I think they'll actually show up in overtime. This won't. This will not be a guilty game. No, not in overtime. They'll win it in regulation. You're 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 predicting. Uh, you and Chris are both predicting Max Payne right now, huh? <laughs> yes you're predicting a showdown with the edmonton oilers in the first we round we know this we know this team if yeah. oilers lose and vegas lose then that's good for vegas yeah then yeah. vegas still is good at the yeah vegas would take it all if uh edmonton <laughs> loses tonight what are they against? Uh, san jose buddy yeah you want to change your mind look oh boy he's gonna pass out what about you chris he's out right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the cameo, brother. <laughs> He's growing up too fast, dude. 
Okay, so yeah, yeah, and he's getting a little, getting a little starky too, getting a little starky. I kind of like it. He's kind of chirpy. He's kind of chirpy. I like that. What are your predictions for tonight? Um, I mean, uh, well, I'm only going to print Chris's, but I'll sticking with um, VGK getting up for big games. Uh, This is a big game. This is, you know, probably the fourth time I've said it's the biggest game of the season, going back to when they played the Kings about a week and a half ago. So Vegas is getting up in big games. You're getting Eichel back. You're possibly getting Theodore back, which that's the biggest one, in my opinion, even bigger than Eichel. We'll find a way to get it done without Eichel if need be. But having Theodore back is a huge boost. I think uh, if that does get leaked out, that line probably moves 10, 15 cents and might even move more depending on what the action is. So uh, give me 3-1 Vegas. I think they'll play a tight defensive game. I don't think Seattle wants to win this game. Um, Amadio had a good game, so I'll ride the Amadio train for one more game. And uh, Dorofiev, he's been a little quiet these last couple of games. Dorofiev, I think, knows that a big game tonight cements his spot in the lineup because it's not locked in that he's going to be in the lineup. It's not locked in for any of those players on that kind of fringe level right now. So Dorofiev needs to leave the team with, you know, that, that, that last impression, last impression. So we have a, what's the line on the Edmonton game? Can you look that up for us real quickly? And you uh, know, minus the- 14 million for <laughs> Edmonton. All right. So we'll start great. with the Kings and the Ducks first. The Kings on the road, minus 230, Anaheim plus 195, fine, whatever. Uh, Oilers are at home too tonight. Good guy. Yeah. Minus 500, Tony. Minus yeah. 500. The other night, you know, Pittsburgh, the Penguins were minus 600 against Chicago. Oops. And- yeah, and they stunk it up. And now the Islanders are in the playoffs, and Pittsburgh, yep. for the first time in 16 years, yeah, is it's not in, in the, the OVN, OVN Crosby area, era, pardon me, since neither one of which. Now, Pittsburgh's had a long streak, so technically it's you can just call it the Crosby era, but it, it's just interesting thinking that Crosby and Ovechkin are both active players. And have played most of the season, you know, some health issues, but, you know, and, and Ovi missed a few games for some personal issues, of course. But point being is they are still mostly healthy with a decent supporting cast, too. It's not like uh, they're the only players on those teams. And the fact that neither one of those players are in the playoffs, that's, um, you know, the, the East does not mind that, right? I mean, Pittsburgh or Washington can beat any of these teams in eight-game series, eight-game series, maybe they need eight-game, but in a seven-game series, is it is likely? Probably not. And can the other teams do better? Sure. But who wants to go against Ovi and Crosby in the playoffs? Nobody. Are you feeling the hype and the excitement? Because were we? I, I feel like we were so spoiled back in season one, and this whole town would have been so electric if it came down to a game like this. Are you feeling that? I'm not really feeling uh, the buzz and the excitement. If it was a home game, it might be a little bit different, you know, okay. if they were home tonight. And there is a buzz. Um, I I feel like the first, I don't know, 50 or so games of the season, you know, the team started hot. It was cool, right? The temperature went up a little bit. And then the injuries, you know, the dog days of summer, how many times we hear that comment and the snake bit narrow, that was uh, my fault. Um, and, and all those other times in the middle where things were a little bit rough there. So the team started well and they ended well. And I've noticed the the vibe, the atmosphere once the calendar, and this, this happened in season one, too. Once the calendar turns March, there's definitely, you know, a little more happening. The fact that this team is, you know, we have higher expectations now. It's, I mean, you ask any casual fan, it's Stanley Cup or bust. It's not necessarily the right way to look at it. But the point is, VGK has moved the goalposts to, from being lovable losers 
to being a Stanley Cup contender. And this team does enter the playoffs as one of the Stanley Cup contenders and one of the favorites that could slash should emerge from the West to take on the best team in the East. And they are they can defeat any team in the East right now. So the buzz is there. It'll definitely be there on Monday come playoff time. And once they open whatever was in that wood smoking crate a few you know games ago in front of T-Mobile Arena, whatever I don't know what what's going to be, and maybe that'll be a, we can. I don't that that could be a, a what the Friday segment and a segment all by itself. What is in that friggin' wood smoking crate in front of T-Mobile Arena right now? Like, what would that be? I don't even can't even think what that's going to be. Okay, yeah, I don't know what that is. So maybe t- on tomorrow's show, you could dig in a little bit more and let us. I'm know. So excited to talk about that. It's going to cost. It's going to be on a T-shirt. It's going to be something, and you know. I'm trying to think of things that the us against the 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 MF and world in the words of William Carlson, something like that. I don't know. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you a question. Floyd Mayweather going to bounce out of there or something? <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. Wayne I Newton. Want... <laughs> not Wayne Newton. Not Wayne again. I want to ask you a question. Something that they brought up on the telecast the other night, and I was accused of having too much going on here in the house, Dadasco, because I watch everything and see everything and hear everything too. Uh, somebody on Twitter yesterday got a nice shot at me, but in any event, uh, so they were asking, they were talking about Mark Stone and where would he be slotted when he comes back? Where would you play Mark Stone? Someone on the broadcast said line three, which I don't believe you're going to put him on line three. I know that he could be of value if he plays nowhere else, but on the power play, in the bumper position. To me, that's his value. <laughs> six minutes, six value. minutes a game, Mark Stowaway. <laughs> so, I mean, Mark Stowaway. I mean, seriously, though, we know his value, and they don't have that physical nature in front of the net since he went down. I will say that. So who needs Mark Stone the most is the first question that you ask yourself. The answer, Jack Eichel and Chandler Stevenson. Yes. So he's going to be with one of those two. Chandler Stevenson is on the third line right now, Tony. Yeah, but so that's the, that's it, you the know, cup line. I wouldn't mess with that. I like the cup line. I like that line so much. Who do we got down there now? It's Stevenson. Barbershev. Kessel. Kessel. Barbershev, correct? Yeah, that's great. Yeah, no, that's, that, a, that's great a great line. line. That really yes. is a great line. Um, and right now, line two is what? Smith, Amadio, Dorfiev? Carlson. Is that what it's been? Carlson. Carlson. How did I forget? Carlson. I actually talked about Carlson in, in, Smith, in our, in our four-way uh, in our four-way yesterday with uh, Edmonton, Seattle, and uh, did you call? I Vegas panicked Bjorn? when they asked the question, "Who's going to be um, like an under-the-table type player that the no. team needs?" So I just said Carlson, just oh, for you, Tony. I did. Thanks, man. Thanks for the shout. Oh, so when you. is when is that uh, squad? It's out there now. I think the Seattle. I think she put it out there. It's out there. I'll, I'll, I'm tagged. Okay. We'll we'll post it from our account. It's out there. It's on YouTube already. Okay, we'll send that out today. So, uh, of course, uh, Chris was on the squad cast with you, Edmonton, Kings, Kraken, right? Yeah, it was a good time. I started in the villain role, right? They bring us in one by one. We Everyone did their quick corny hello and stuff like that. And instead of me coming in, hi, I, I said, hello, greetings from the top of the Pacific. And all four of them were like, whoa, who's this dude? So, but it was, it was we had a good time. And listen, I did say what I've been saying for two weeks now. If Edmonton continues to play this level of defensive hockey. Yeah, you're right. My, my, this, is, this is a quote. I looked up at the Kings and said, Kings, you're done. Seattle, you're done. Vegas, we're done. Oilers will win the cup in 18 or 19 games if this keeps going like this. I yeah. will still stick with that until Edmonton proves us otherwise. Back to the Stone 
conversation really fast as we wind down. Do they stack line one right now and put um, Eichel between Stevenson and Stone? It's a possibility. I do like that third line as is, though. I'm not going to lie to you. So maybe it's line two. Maybe it's Carlson, Smith, and Stone. That's a heck of a line that can score and also shut down on both sides. And that would be a mismatch for a lot of teams because our line one is going to be going against other, you know, line twos, line threes, so to speak. So that would be a very tough team to score against or tough line to score against. And it would be a tough line also to, 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 to defend. So that could be a very interesting way to do it. And, Cassie's been spinning this lineup the right way the entire year. So yeah, does that mean Dorfiev is out of the lineup, though? Mm. Mm. Yeah, for sure. And uh, we'll see Carrier back for the playoffs, correct? is coming back. He'll be back. He hasn't even skated yet, Tony. So I, I'm, I, I have my doubts right now. I have my doubts right now. Mark Mark Stone was the end of my um, of my VGK conspiracy theories, which is definitely going to be a what the Friday. I've seen it pissed off so many VGK fans with suggesting that the Vegas Golden Knights are cooking the books a little bit and getting kinky. So I'll, I'll hold that one in for tomorrow. All right. Hang on to that for tomorrow. Don't forget, please send us all of your comments for what the Friday. We appreciate that uh, for myself, Tony Cardasco, for my man, Chris Golick, for little Chris, for Jackie Aces. We thank you all for tuning in and we'll see you tomorrow right here on Locked on Golden Knights. Take care.